Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Lenahan, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk about why your ego is ruining your happiness, why your ego is not your amigo. I'm going to start by talking about what the ego is, how it may be ruining your happiness, and ways in which you can live with it. Understanding your own ego can be extremely helpful for several reasons. Our ego plays a major role in how we perceive ourselves and others, and it can shape our identity and self-worth, which influences how we behave and interact with others. Also, understanding how the ego works can provide valuable insights into how our minds work, like our motivations, fears, and desires. Having a better understanding of our ego can help us better understand why we think the way we think and why we act the way we act. So we shouldn't just neglect the fact that we all have an ego, and we shouldn't be ashamed by it, because everybody has an ego. And ego isn't always all that bad, because in order to function properly in society, sometimes a little bit of ego can be necessary. However, our ego can be our greatest enemy. So this episode is geared towards how to become aware of and deal with that inner force. That thing inside all of us that destroys great empires, large companies, brilliant people, and tears apart relationships. When you shine a light on the ego within yourself, you can start to take steps to improve it. So to start, I want to define the ego. The ego usually refers to your sense of self or how you perceive who you are as an individual. And this is through your thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, and values. The ego is that part of you that defines itself through things that ultimately have nothing to do with who you are. So our egos will often identify with things like our nationality. For example, I'm Canadian, I'm British, I'm European, and usually we get some sense of pride from that. It associates with how we look, what shape our body is in, how intelligent we are, how much money we're making, what kind of job we have, what our family history is, what our skill sets are, any accomplishments we've had, our degree or level of education, who we're in a relationship with and how attractive they are, and what kind of vehicle we drive. So the ego will basically take anything in your life especially things that are positive and sometimes even negative, and try to use these things to build on itself. An example of this would be a guy that you see driving down the road with Toronto Maple Leaf stickers all over his car. This guy associates himself with this sports team, and whenever the Leafs do good, it makes him feel more alive, more important, and more recognizable to other egos. And it's okay to stand behind a sports team, But many people will feel like less of a person if their team isn't doing well because they think that it has something to do with them and that gives them one less thing that they can identify with. So, what is the issue? The issue is that the ego is never satisfied, which is why the more ego you have, the more suffering you experience. Because even for that guy that I was just talking about, if the Leafs win... He only feels good until the next time that they lose. And this makes him feel empty and he'll be disappointed until the next year 
until his team does well again, which is also what just happened recently in the playoffs. Sorry, Leafs fans. So the ego is always trying to define itself. When it comes down to the very core of why it operates like this, the ego wants to build itself up because it fears death. It fears annihilation. So the more I am of me, the more money I have, the more recognition I have, the more followers I have on Instagram, that dope new car that I just bought, all of this that we add to ourselves just gives our ego the illusion that we are immortal. Our ego always wants more, 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 more. If you are listening to this, I'm just going to assume that you are in a first world country. I myself am in Canada where consumerism is huge. Everyone just wants more, more, more. And the amount of consumption in today's world is just mind-boggling. If your answer to why do you do what you do is to keep up with the Joneses, then stop what you're doing. This issue of just wanting more and more is simply egoic, and that is to build yourself up. Say you go out and buy yourself a new designer jacket, and you feel good for a few weeks while you show it off. It builds your sense of self up, and you think, look at me, I'm wearing this expensive jacket, therefore I am richer, therefore I am more important and better than you. But then three weeks later, it wears off, and it's like, ah, I need more. What else? What else can I get? Okay, let's go shopping. Let's get me that new watch. Let's go get that new vehicle that I don't need just so I can feel superior. So that's just one way that our ego operates. Our ego will also attach itself to negative things. For example, the ego will take a health condition and make someone feel like a victim. Why do they do this? Moral superiority. They feel morally superior because they can tell you they've been a victim. So they say, I get to complain Therefore, I am better than you because I am the victim. I understand suffering like you don't. People will latch on to sicknesses, disabilities, or things that have happened to them in the past where they were victimized, and they can't let it go because the ego will latch on to anything. So this is why I say more ego equals more suffering. So now I want to ask you and be honest with yourself. What is your ego latching on to? Successful people, ambitious people, great people, their main enemy is not the outside world. Their main enemy is not their doubt. Their main enemy is inside them. It's inside you right now, and it's your ego. Our ego manifests itself differently at different phases of our life. On our path to success, it is problematic because it tells us that we've already learned everything we need to know. It prevents us from accepting that entry-level position, doing that degrading work, or it gets all caught up in what we think that we deserve, or how we think that things should be. Then say that you overcome, or you get a handle on your ego to a point of success. Great, congratulations, but now your ego is even more dangerous because you have something to lose. The ego is one of the biggest enemies of success because it makes us complacent entitled, arrogant, and difficult to work with. No matter how successful or unsuccessful you are, 
through our own fault or no fault of our own, we will always come across some form of setback, embarrassment, loss, or mistake. For example, ego is a big problem in baseball, where the hitter who thinks, I am incredible, I am the best ever, and they think all of their home runs are reflective of who they are as a person. But it's when they get in a slump that they get crushed. Now they're listening to the boos and listening to the critics and they're looking at the stats and they feel like less of a person when really they just need to get back to the work. So ego is particularly problematic when we experience setbacks, which is very intrusive because setbacks are a part of life. Some setbacks are unavoidable and most are inevitable. So what can we do? The first thing is to recognize it within ourselves. The ego is very cunning, meaning that it can show up in very sneaky ways. And I want to say something too. I'm dealing with my ego all the time, and my ego is gigantic. It is a monster that has caused so many issues and so much suffering for myself and for others. Although, I've been doing a lot of shadow work to shine a light on this part of me, and that's why I'm able to sit here and talk about this with you. So the first thing to do is to recognize it and just admit it. Like, just ask yourself, why do you really want that new shiny object? Why do you want that job? Why do you want that trophy on your shelf? Is it coming from a place of, I'd love to do, have, be it? Or is it coming from a place of, this would make me look good. This would make me feel worthy. This would make me feel better than so-and-so. So, one of my biggest issues with this is material possessions. And an example of this would be the truck that I currently drive. My whole life, I wanted to drive a truck. So last year, I bought a brand new F-150. And I like to tell myself that this was strictly because I just fell in love with the truck as soon as I saw it. But I had to keep asking myself whether I wanted that truck for myself or whether I wanted it to impress other people. And if I'm going to be honest... Deep down, there's probably a little bit of both. One year later, I still get excited every time I get to drive the thing. But I can't lie and say that a part of me doesn't get validation whenever someone compliments me on it. So it's important to look within and ask yourself, what am I doing to create this ego within myself? And the easiest thing to do is to look at other people. Because whenever you judge someone... That is your ego trying to feel superior to them. You see, the ego is so sneaky that it'll come in through the back door like that, won't it? So when you see some buff dude walking down the road, you know, strutting his stuff, and you're like, man, look at the ego in that guy. Like, what a dick. But what really just happened is your ego just tried to size itself up to his. So that means that your ego is just as big, if not bigger, than his. So. You need to notice when it comes up like this through judging others. And when you judge someone else, that really just signals that there is some sort of insecurity that you're hiding. When you notice that ego within yourself, that itself is over half the battle. And I'm with you, I still have a lot of work to do. This is also where you see all the haters online. Those keyboard warriors. Like say for example, Tom Brady misses a throw. There's going to be 200,000 people explaining in the comment threads how that throw should have been made. Like, 
oh, if you would have just seen that other guy open, or if you would have just been standing three feet more to the right, like, shut up. Like, you're not actually out on the field. So you have no idea. People just love correcting other people, especially famous authority figures, so that they can use that famous person's image and then build their image on that. And it may seem like I'm judging these people, but I'm trying my best not to. Instead, I have compassion for them because, like I said, more ego is more suffering. So when you see the ego in other people, instead of bashing them for it or criticizing them, you can be like, damn, that guy or girl is really suffering. So another area where your ego can get in the way is when you're trying to step out of your comfort zone. Your ego is wired to want to keep you in your comfort zone. And when you try to step out of it, it says, danger, danger, this is not going to be good for you. And scares you off from doing something that allows yourself to grow. My mentor, Chris Duncan, always says, leave the baby crying. Meaning, when that voice in your head comes up and tries to convince you to play it safe or play it small, realize that it's just your ego speaking and just do it anyway. Because it would be far better if you were scared shitless by what lies ahead, humbled by its magnitude, yet determined to see it through regardless. Another hugely negative thing that your ego does is try to control everything. Your ego needs everything to be in your control. This is why you get anxious when thinking about the future or you wish you could have changed the things that happened in the past because your ego loves to keep everything under control. Like how people perceive you, all of the unexpected things that happen in your life and knowing that nothing in the future is certain. Learning to accept these things and letting whatever happens happen and letting whatever has happened have happened will liberate you from so much unnecessary stress. And forgiveness is another thing that your ego doesn't want to do. When someone has wronged you in the past, your ego will create a story around this and latch onto it so that you can have an excuse and someone to blame for when something doesn't go your way. But if you can learn to forgive someone no matter what they did to you or how badly they treated you, you don't necessarily need to forget what they did or be friends with them. But if you can truly forgive, you will release so much negative energy inside of you and gain your power back. When you choose not to forgive someone, I once heard this powerful saying that anger and resentment are like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So by choosing to hold on to it, you're only hurting yourself. And lastly, having a big ego when you're trying to learn something is the best way to stop you from actually getting new knowledge on that. Because your brain is going to tell you, oh, you already know everything there is to know. Or you can figure it all out and you don't need to seek for help. It's been said that the ability to evaluate one's own ability might be the most important skill of all. Without it, improvement is impossible. To become the best you can be and to maintain that greatness, you need to have a student mindset. You need to always be learning and realize that everything in life has something to teach you. The greatest leaders and wisest thinkers have all been students of life. They possessed a unique curiosity about life and had the discipline to constantly be learning. Whereas many people get overly confident in one area and then don't realize that they know so little about everything else. 
you are much more willing to take advice from others and actually achieve improvement in your field when you leave your ego at the door. And my last point is that you should reflect honestly on your performance when you get surprising results. When you do a bad job, your ego will tell you it's not your fault and will blame anything and anyone but you. Do a great job and it will say you deserve every single ounce of credit, giving you a lot more than you probably deserve. Instead of letting these get to your head one way or the other, simply be honest with yourself so you can keep improving. Have a high? Congratulate yourself. Turn right back around and get back to work. Have a low? Take responsibility, learn something, and start moving up again. Ego at every step of the way holds us back. The antidote, I think, lies in the middle ground somewhere between crippling self-doubt and a monstrous ego, and that is confidence. True confidence is the opposite of ego. It is based on real skills, real self-awareness, and a belief in ourselves when you can say, I am doing the work and I feel competent in what I'm doing. And that's the point where we want to get to. So to recap, recognize the ego that is within yourself. Stop trying to control everything in your life. Learn to forgive other people. Always remain a student and reflect on yourself honestly. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this episode. Now get out there and be your own hero. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.